A su nombre. Lord, you are good. A su nombre. And your mercies. A su nombre. Endureth forever. What's going on, everybody? Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, all that fun stuff. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Man, I think it was in November the last time we were together. <gasps> it's been since last year. Yeah. I haven't seen you since last year. Since last year, man. That's a long time ago. Long, long, long time. A real long time ago. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode. Finally, the boys are back. Right? The Knicks are back. Is this a new year? Does this mean it's a new season? New season, yeah. Yeah, I guess you could say. New right? season. Maybe. Yeah, season two. Welcome. <laughs> this <laughs> spring. <laughs> Hey man, last time we we we, ha- we haven't talked in a while. They f- the Raptors got rid of Pascal. Let's go, let's go. Oh yeah, we did speak about that too, right? How yeah. he had to leave. Yeah, the man had to leave. He had to go. Thank God. You heard my prayers. Yeah, get rid of that spice. <laughs> Lack of spice. But we won't talk too much about sports because I feel like uh, th- some of the listeners don't care too much about that. But for those who do care, this is for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Hey, I'm, I'm worried. Yeah, we got to say what it is, right? It's rebuilding phase, but I'm very hopeful, right? We got a lot of nice young talent, right? We got someone mm-hmm. who came back home playing for the home team. Yeah. That's huge. Shout out RJ Barrett, right? And Emmanuel quickly. Emmanuel I'm not quickly. mad at that at all. Yeah, it's it's going to be a process, obviously, because uh, they're very young now and very inexperienced, and. Th- I'm just glad that they decided, they finally decided in which direction they're going to go in. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Scotty Barnes is the focal point of the team now, and everybody else knows it. Everybody in the league knows it. Yep. So now we know, okay, that's our guy. We're building around him, and we're going to lose a lot of games, but that's okay. I, like, yeah, it's it's going to be what it is, right? If we can have a similar like story arc when it comes to the Golden State Warriors, how like mm. you know Draymond, Clay, and Steph when they were three of them very young they had to grind they had to learn they have to develop and when their time came they 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 dominated right yeah so hopefully we can have a similar story for our current raptors and and i hope yeah scotty barnes becomes the guy (laughs) i think he is he has a lot of potential he's uh he's uh he's an all-around good player good defensive player like he has the potential to be really really good in defense Uh, he's he's working on his shot, which is a good sign too, right? For yep. a third year guy. Yep. And he's still young. He's like twenty one or twenty two. Yeah. And he's got athletic gifts too, man. Yeah. Uh, man. He's a big boy. And RJ Barry is like twenty three. Yep. Quickly's like twenty three as well, I think. <laughs> like super young team, man. Like yeah, it's, I'm it's excited for the see. future. Yeah. Yeah, man. But what have you been up to? How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? Was uh. it crazy? Slow? Yeah, it's Christmas is always the same for me, mm-hmm. right? New Year's is always the same for me. Uh, for myself and my family, like, we we don't celebrate typically as others would celebrate kind of a thing, mm-hmm. right? So it's very low-key for us kind of thing. It's, it's uh, another day type of ordeal kind of a thing. So it's usual, usual. Yeah. I'm trying to think and plan, like, how I can change this and, and try to make it um, at least special for... Uh, for my folks, try to do something for them, right? Something that's out of the regular, just so yeah, I can um, spice it up for them a bit, right? Um, so I, I'm just trying to think and, and see spicy what can be L. done. Huh? Spicy L. Spicy. 
<laughs> bring, bring a new type of spicy pea back in, you know? <laughs> How about yourself, man? Really quiet. My Christmas, New Year's was really quiet. So oh, yeah, you're you're really accustomed to... Yeah, yeah, yeah we're like al- we're complete opposites kind of a thing, yeah. Right? yeah 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 we I'm used to like having my parents my in-laws like siblings and nephews nieces all that we the all, whole raza yeah, the whole, the raza whole familia get, the whole family gets together um, this year was com- like the complete opposite of that uh, this year my parents were in El Salvador my in-laws were in Guatemala um, it was just myself my wife and my kids and my sister-in-law that's it. Mm. everybody else was gone so it was uh it, it was weird honestly it was weird because we're so used to like doing everything with yeah the big family gatherings right yeah, yeah. so christmas 24th uh i think we went out to to brunch at some some restaurant here in town and then we just chilled for the rest of the day 25th my wife made a turkey for the three of us um same thing just that's a lot of that's a lot of turkey <laughs> man it was a huge turkey we had to throw out like a lot no of yeah because there's just three of us man you should have hit me up bro i should have yeah talk you, you could have turkey sandwich i'm pretty sure i invite soup. you over i'll have to check yeah i don't really recall. i don't know and then new year's what do we do new year's we went out for sushi and then nice. we came home and I took a nap and woke up 10 minutes before 12. Nice. <laughs> and then we were in bed at 12.30. Nice. <laughs> that's eventful for sure, man. Yeah, yeah. It was good times. Good times. Yeah. But that's that's what the holiday seasons are about, man. Like, it's it's the reason why the families come together, right? Mm-hmm. To have those special moments. So, like, yeah. Like, I always get, like, super jealous when I hear, like, those type of situations that you're often used to, right? Where you bring the families together kind of thing. Fortunately, my family can't really do that because all of our families back home for the most part, right? Yeah. But I do recall the one year that I was able to go to Guatemala and, and be there with the family for the holiday season. Oh, man, it's it's, it's a beautiful thing for sure, man. It's, it's, it's something that's so warming, so, so happy. It's just happy vibes all around being amongst loved ones being with your blood and everyone just happy faces all around spending mm. you know special special times right so yeah it's it's i can understand where you're coming from when you're so used to it and out of nowhere it's just like where's everyone <laughs> where yeah. everyone go kind of thing <laughs> right especially knowing that you know your family is a big family here mm-hmm. and then your wife's family is also a big family here too it's just like yeah from something that's so normal so massive to like something that's completely (laughs) isolating or or a little to no individuals like man this sucks (laughs) yeah it sucked but i was kind of i was happy because like um this was the first time my parents were able to go to el salvador for an extended amount of time Mm -hmm. they were there for uh, a month and they were basically they basically went with a purpose because they bought a house in el salvador oh nice so they were basically like they were going there with the purpose to like furnish their house and like get it all set up and be able to spend time in their new house there and they my both my parents were super happy about it like they were like i've never seen them so happy with uh a a, a purchase that they've they've been able to get right and well, yeah, keep in mind, right? Shout out to El Salvador, like the the changes have been happening yeah. how it was once before, as you and I would know right uh a country that was considered one of the dangerous around the world when it yeah. came to crime rate, when it came to murder rate, when it came to uh, gangs and, and cartels, whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, right? To the point now where it's like people are now 
either going back or happily going back as vacation as a place of vacation right as a place of investment too like the turnaround is beautiful man yeah wasn't it not too long ago that inter miami yeah. played in the salvador or something yeah. like that they they played in uh, uh estadio cuscatlan mm-hmm. and uh the Messi met the president of El Salvador. I saw, I saw a photo. Yeah, when yeah. he shook hands, like what a moment, right? Yeah. So for for Salvadorenos, that's a big, that's big. That's yeah, a huge W, man. Yeah. And, and again, right, going back to your dad, like knowing a little bit of the history of your dad when you shared with us, right, mm-hmm. of what he's seen, what he lived through, what he's been through, and now uh, hearing that that he's like having such a huge smile on his face, knowing that he has a home back in El Salvador, mm-hmm. right, and and how things are so different where you can. Have have that kind of joy that that excitement that knowing that you know god willing one day that they actually can stay and go back and stay there in their homeland right yeah and side side note side note where they bought their house years back when it was known as the murder capital of the world this was the red zone no way where they have their house now yeah in soyapango wow so like it's 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 what a turnaround the fact that they were able to buy a house there is, is uh unbelievable and i'm just happy because i don't know they're happy mm-hmm. and that's what matters right like you, I, I i think if uh, as children like our parents children i think we should only want their happiness right? well definitely man especially it, at this point right yeah especially when, you, when you're seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel in the sense that they're almost uh retiring and all all this stuff like you just want them to be able to enjoy their the latter days of their of, of their working days like to enjoy it right like to be able to just kick their feet up and you know wake up whenever they want and not have to worry about like going to work not having to worry about like oh is my hands gonna be hurting after work like whatever the case may be right whatever type of stresses that they may have to think it's no longer there kind of a thing yeah like dealing with like co-workers and all that fun stuff like you have to deal (laughs) with sometimes politics (laughs) yeah the politics of work right like uh, I'm happy because my dad, my dad, this year in September retires, so I know like that's he's, awesome, man. He's he's almost there, and you know, I, if they bought a house, it's because in my mind they're going to be going consistently to El Salvador. Definitely, man. they're becoming what snowbirds? Is that what it is? Maybe I don't know. Like I know my dad. He, once he retires, he's going to focus 100 percent of his his time and energy in church. Um, not to say he hasn't been doing that now, but it's different when you have a, a secular job, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you still have to worry about going to your, your actual job. Yeah, still um, commit to the hours, still clock in, clock out kind yeah. of thing. And he does his work still even outside of ch- like his church work after his work hours, right? Sometimes it's a, it's pretty tough on him, right? But um, I know that he, he knows that he's soon to be done his secular work and he can start his uh his his not start but focus more time on on the ministry right yeah no which is definitely. what what god wants from us too right yeah it's a beautiful thing when yeah our parents finally get to that point where they can retire and and be uh quote unquote free from working that 9 to 5 job whatever the case may be and then and then <clears throat> try to like also do the extra things for them. Well, like what you said, right? Mm-hmm. Try to help them live the best days of their life still, right? Because I don't know if I shared this or if I told you before I brought this up, but what I'm trying to do every year now, with especially with my pops, is that I try to try to take him out some way. More than once, especially during the summertime, like last year in the summer, I took him to uh, whitewater rafting. <laughs> 
He's never done anything like that before, right? How did that go? He, bro, it to, to see the the excitement and and the, and the life in his eyes and the enjoyment he was having. Yeah. Oh man, it was so worth it, so worth it. Like, there's three levels to it, and I wanted to give it on not not the most easiest mode, but the most like family friendly type of mode, mm-hmm. where it's uh, twelve individuals in a raft. Um, I don't know how, but we somehow <laughs> we somehow ended up with a group where it was just a. Uh, <laughs> We were not a very fortunate group, if I can say that, man. <laughs> like, there was, like, this one particular couple where the man was, he was a big boy. Oh, yeah? Like, he, like, I'm pretty sure 400 pounds plus kind of a kind of a thing. Where, really? Where you would look the life jacket he was wearing. It's like, man, are you sure that's not a kid size <laughs> life jacket on you? Like, it was stretched to the limits on him, Sheesh. right? And and somehow, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, man, where's this guy going to sit? Because, like, who's going to be on the opposite side of him to kind of compensate or balance out his weight? There's, yeah. there's no chance, right? So even wow. on a big raft, right, it's still kind of, it's it's hard to kind of maneuver because the ones he sat down, it's just like, <laughs> now we're a bit lopsided, right? And then we had a family, a great family, but... Um, again, one of one of the children was on the spectrum. So uh, there is, there's a little bit of a concern because... You know, we're trying to follow what the what our instructor is saying at the back when it comes to rules, when it comes to regulations, especially when it comes to life or death. You know, there's certain mm. practices that you must <laughs> follow and you need to listen to what they say. So when we would see on this individual, like, again, right, the, the family is trying to do their best, right, trying to support them and trying to make sure. But there's only so much that they can say and so much they can do and so much that is happening, right? At one point, like... Our our instructor would tell us like we have to like kind of crouch into the raft because it can become very dangerous to the point where the entire raft will flip right. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, the the individual with the, who's on the spectrum, a lot of the times would not listen right. And what do you mean put, on the spectrum? Like they're autistic. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. They're autism right. So constantly the parents would have to be reminding this person to like no you need to you know mm. follow the rules or follow listen listen this is what I'm supposed to do but then they're putting themselves also at risk as well because now they're not putting themselves in the in that safety position because they have to remind their child like they have to get into position right so it's just a combination of many things where it's like man what the heck are we involved with because even sometimes too and we're trying to paddle like depending on what uh where we are in the river Right, the instructor is trying to tell us like three phase either take it easy or go hard or or medium, right? So I would notice a couple of times where where we're supposed to go hard, but then I'm looking around and like again, I don't we don't have many people who are going at the at the rate that we need to go at so like, man, what the heck are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like how <laughs> how are we set up for success at all? So it's it's interesting to to kind of see that we had so many moments where like, man, we're not gonna make it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> But again, right, uh, there is so many moments that I, my dad, I, I was able to be with him and just see how how he was just loving the entire ride regardless, right? It was, it was, that's cool, it was cool. great to see, man. Yeah, that's cool because uh, a lot of the guys, when they go into retirement mode, they don't want they don't want to do any of that kind of stuff. So that's good. That's good to hear that your, your pops is, uh, is active or yeah. he's willing to be active, right? Because yeah. you don't want to just sit, sit your butt on a couch and then you know, kind of rot away. You mm. want to still somewhat be a little, a little active. like Yeah, you still need to stimulate your mind, stimulate mm. your body, stimulate your senses as much as possible, right? For sure, for sure. That's a, that's a interesting, uh, like, it's interesting how, how life works, right? Because sometimes, like for me, 
it's not going to hit hard until my dad actually retires Mm -hmm. and just see how his life is going to change. And then for me, just looking at the, uh, at how, how quickly things change in life, right? Because, uh, in February I turned 34 and I just look at my life. Yeah, man. I look at my life and I'm like, man, where did the last 20 years go? Like it's it's just like went by and, and like, the blink of an eye. Yeah, man. And I, I remember when I was a kid, I would think I, I, I couldn't wait to be 18. Right. And for me, being 18 was like the That's pinnacle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like peak of everything. And then now 18 years, when I was 18, that was literally almost 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, geez, how just fast like did that, that go by? Yeah. In right? a blink of an eye, man. Yeah, it's like, man. It's like you would hear it all the time from, like, seniors as well, right? Like, I remember, like, it was yesterday when I was this age. And, like, man, they're absolutely right. If I was talking to my wife right now, she'd be like, that's a cool story, Grandpa. But, like, (laughs) it's, it's, now that I'm getting older, it's, like, things that I start to think about. Definitely. Right? Like, high school times, how long ago high school was. It's just, like. When you're uh, reflecting all that, right? And yeah. then when you look at your kids too, right? At the age, they're like, man, I remember when I was that age. Bro, we literally just signed up my son for kindergarten yesterday. There you go. That's the next chapter right there. And then I saw that. I'm like, geez, my son yeah. starts school next year. Oh, yeah. And then, and like you remember like how it was for you and like JK and SK and mm. from grade one, then grade two, grade three, and then literacy test, and then grade three test, grade six test. Bro, I'm, and then I'm so high. old. I'm so old that there wasn't even JK when I was in school. Bro, we're so old <laughs> that the movie Austin Powers doesn't have like the same relevancy as it once had. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Sorry, sorry for bringing that up, but like I was talking about it at work today with a bunch of coworkers. Like uh, a lot of my coworkers, are, coworkers, they're born in '97, and then like, hey, you guys remember that movie? Or I made like a reference from the movie, like, yeah. right? Um, yeah, baby, like anything laser. like that, right? <laughs> Lasers in quotes. I don't know why laser was in quotes, but right. it, it always in quotes. I'm just like. <laughs> But like they they don't they didn't get it. I'm like oh my gosh I'm this is I'm really showing my age right now yeah. some kind of thing right for real we did that test with my um, with my niece she's like ten and we're like we're like to her oh can you show us what it what it would look like to take a picture or she asked us first and then I did the uh, what did I do I, I went like this like I did the old school like camera motion yeah, yeah. right and then she started laughing and we're like why are you laughing she's like that's not how you take a picture and we're like how do you take a picture and she goes like this selfie she's pretending to do a <laughs> selfie and i'm just like jeez yeah, <laughs> we're old. that's true man yeah <laughs> we came from that era of yeah, yeah. them cameras them disposable cameras kind yeah of thing. we came from the era where you you'd have crank, crank picture crank, books crank. yeah <laughs> like huge flashlight like when when the pictures like some at least one person would come out with a messed up eye because of the flash like <laughs> oh yeah the red eyes <laughs> <laughs> the red eyes like that's where we come from and I'm just like man right how how times have changed well it, it kind of makes me happy to see that those Polaroid cameras are coming back because at least I'm like okay that was before our time so if that's coming back still that's like okay I don't think the digital the cameras are coming back <laughs> huh I don't think digital cameras are coming back. Digital, probably not, man. But no. Polaroid, it has like that retro feel to it. Yeah, right? but I feel like that's more of like a nostalgia thing. Like I, I don't want to say hippie, but like you know those like <laughs> hipsters. You know those hipsters are the ones that are taking pictures like that and whatever. 
it's just like um i don't know if, uh, so much has changed but stay stay the same if that makes any sense right like the styles from before are starting to come back again like just all these mm. th- just yeah. just reinventing like things already happened but try to add a twist to it eh? yeah like i'm just looking at it, like in the fashion sense right like b- before like we went from we went through that phase where everything became very fitted. Everything, everything you're wearing is fitted. But now Euro we're going, flit. yeah, so now, slim fit. Now Extra we're going, slim. now we're going back to the baggy look, the oversized look. Really? Yeah. It's like the '90s all over again. Yeah, like Air Force Ones are cool now. Like all these things that weren't as popular like five years ago, hmm. they're starting to become really popular again. I'm just looking at that spectrum, like when it comes to. Uh, fashion right um also like i don't know what's another example of something that's coming back that was old school right like i see a lot of people still playing like super nintendos and yes all this stuff i'm just like hey, i didn't know people were still doing that like oh yeah, yeah. dvds are dvds still a thing i doubt it <laughs> maybe for collectors but i don't think so i remember we used to uh, netflix and all these other platforms man amazon prime like they're just taking over i saw netflix is uh they're taking over like not taking over but uh wwe is going to be broadcasted on netflix now yeah i was like whoa that's crazy Mm -hmm. i didn't even know wwe was still like popular like that really yeah bro i just watched it recently (laughs) their royal rumble no way. Yeah. You're still into it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, man. The hype before it was it was really good this time. <clears throat> so, like, that's that's the first review I've watched in a long time, and it was really, really good. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I can't take it serious anymore. I see clips here and there, and I'm just like, it's it's too silly to me now. Like, knowing that it's actually not, they're not actually fighting. The whole storylines are, are written. Yeah. It's just, it's the never-ending men's soap opera, right? Yeah, I guess. That's all it is. Yeah. I don't know. As soon as I found out it was fake, I was like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I would say certain things are for sure fake, but to take them hits and, and them type of lifts or whatever, can't fake so much fake those kind of things. I hear that. Let's get into a good, let's get into a good talk. Let's, let's get into the spiritual aspect of it, right? Of How's, wrestling? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> How's your spiritual life been going so far? 2024. Uh, I'm hitting it off with a bang. Nice. So, like like I alluded earlier before, I have a lot of goals and ideas, which I want to keep to myself because the last thing I want to do is state them all and then... Not happen. And not happen, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, that's something I want to keep personal, but uh, I am excited and I am and I am really thrilled and happy of, of what I'm going to... Uh, I can... God willing and, and with his strength and with his support how I can progress because I think it is for me in my mind because I, I was meditating and thinking about this right where I want to approach this year in a sense where I'm taking now each month and just dividing into four weeks where I just take four weeks as a block of its own mm-hmm. and what I'm going to accomplish in each block kind of thing right to think because you were alluding earlier right when it comes to time right uh, how how quickly time goes and and already we're approaching february i know right already the first month of the new year is done and gone right so i'm kind of thinking it like in that kind of sense um to really kind of drive up my sense of urgency and, and recognize and hopefully get some anxiety of it in a good sense though 
just to make me wonder like i i need to speed things up too because i'm also getting up there in age right mm-hmm. so completely coming this year with a different uh complete different approach when it comes to time and, and how i can break it down and make it seem like i can no longer like waste a day if i can say that yeah i also like i don't know why when you were saying uh explaining that uh shout out to the two fellow nicks huge life changes in their lives just recently too right i'm not gonna say their names obviously right oh. but you know who i'm talking about oh i believe so yeah one of our fellow no nicks gonna be a pops <laughs> another nick is is taking that huge step too right mm-hmm. just like i see spiritual growth and i see actual um a growth in different aspects of, in our lives as well right 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 um but i think the most important thing is that everybody's and you you yourself right we're we're trying to focus more on uh, on our spiritual growth as well, mm-hmm. right? Because being able to have family and all that fun stuff, that's great. But if you're not growing spiritually or learning from your, your experiences, then we're not we're not really doing our job as Christians. And Does, also, that make sense? yeah, and, and also just in, in a um, growing sense as well, right? We we don't want to just plateau right we want to mm. further take the next step or further uh, take in a new direction where we are going to be tested and how can we further stimulate ourselves as well right yeah yeah because if we stay the same that we were yesterday then we're not doing anything there's no spiritual growth there right and mm-hmm. i think the the main point of this is is how how are we getting outside of our bubble Right, yeah. the bubble that we're so used to, right? Cause, the bubble, the comfort zone, all that stuff. Yeah, I'll give you this example. When my dad was gone for the month, uh, the two the two weeks, the first two weeks, uh, my father-in-law was the one that was in charge mm-hmm. at church, right? And I was second in charge. Mm-hmm. Then a situation came up with my father-in-law, and he had to go back to Guatemala. So I was the one that was in charge. Next man up. Yeah. <laughs> And for me, it was it was such a challenge because you want you want to do things the right way, but you also don't want to step on toes. But you also don't want people to take advantage of the situation, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's that's what uh, leadership is, right? That's that's how hard is it for someone who's older, both spiritually and physically, to listen to someone younger? Yes. Yeah, it's very difficult, and. Uh, I was put in that situation where I'm the younger one, and essentially, my dad's words to me was, "You you have the final say on whatever happens in church, right?" But uh, at the same time, I was uh, everything, I, every decision I was, I was trying to make in church, I was in his ear. I was giving him a phone call. I was texting him, yeah, just to make sure, asking for advice, and also, would you approve on this or yeah. what's your thoughts on this kind of thing? Exactly, right? for sure, because. I didn't want people to think, oh, he's in charge now. He's, he's letting it get to your head or yeah. whatever the case may be. Or no, this is the wrong decision or, or you're thinking too quick or you're thinking emotionally or whatever the case may be. And I got put in the situation where for the first time in my life, I had to sing in church. I had never done that in church. I had done it here and there. but Do like, a quick tw- uh, uh, eight bars right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Soon. We were supposed to, remember? We were it's, supposed to. It's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be one of the goals, I guess. Yeah. We, we'll we bring a, a, how can you say it? 
Especial? En especial, yeah. Oh. The two of us. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I had to dirigir a, a service. And for me, that was more nerve-wracking than preaching. Mm. And I told my wife, like, before that service, I'm like, I'm really nervous. And she, she just looked at me, she's like, you're nervous? I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't get nervous for doing these kind of things, but I'm nervous. And just because, like, I was getting in my own head and, and I was afraid I wasn't going to sound good or, or people were going to complain because I didn't sound good, whatever the case may be, right? Luckily, I was able to do it. I didn't get any uh, negative responses. If there was, then it is what it is, right? At the end of the day, I'm not doing it to to please everybody else. I'm doing it because I felt like it was God telling me to get out of my bubble, right? Yeah, and I would also say that, you know, even if it is negative, I think it's still something that uh, constructive criticism, if we take it like mm. that every time, it's, it's just further learning lesson, uh, further learning lesson for us to know what to think about or, or maybe some, they're bringing something up that we're not even completely aware of, right? Mm-hmm. And just and just taking their perspective that it's it's coming from a, a place of, of, uh, love. of love and of endearment and just trying to uh, encourage of like something else to try or something else to keep in mind of kind of thing because, yeah, to, to lead a service, right? <laughs> There's a lot of on-the-spot thinking moments you got to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but... It's 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 just part of the process sometimes, right? It's yeah. just you just gotta know that you know if you're gonna fail, if you're gonna suck, that's okay. It's it's part of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course, we don't want to, right? We don't want to look foolish. We don't want to look uh, like we don't know what we're doing. But uh, I know sometimes, like sometimes, I always wonder if I'm being like too observant or I'm watching too much. But I I really sometimes like to be like a people kind of a thing mm-hmm. right seeing each other person what like their what their things are when it comes to be like you know how like people have like their nervous taps mm-hmm. right where they do something where it kind of becomes like their their just their their mechanisms where they show what their nerves are like i at the church that i'm congregating at there's this one brother every time he goes up like um he always brings his Bible with him. Mm-hmm. He gets up onto the pulpit and he starts speaking and he always opens his Bible and he starts going through it kind of, but has nothing to do with the Bible whatsoever. <laughs> like he never reads the Bible at no point. No it's way. just him. He's just looking at the Bible, opening it up, looks out into the audience, looks back down and start like either saying announcements or just, or sharing just something or dirigiendo, same thing as well. But for some reason, like that's his like, that's his nervous kind that's of act, indeed, right? Yeah. That's that's his that's his niche kind of thing that he always opens his Bible, and it, it's interesting to kind of see every different person and and what their things that that ticks for them kind of a thing, right? Or, or seeing what their mannerisms are, or or how do they connect uh, with 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 the congregation, or or what their tone is, or how they speak, or what kind of words they use, or or what is their breakdown of like their speeches, like how much do they add their personal. Uh, when it comes to Bible, or do they speak more Bible when it mm. comes to up there, or how do they allude to kind of uh, of introducing other mem- uh, other brothers as well when it comes to different type of um, uh, participation during the church kind of thing? Yeah, and that's interesting because it's a good point to bring up, right? Because everybody does everything differently yeah. in the sense that um, in my church we have a couple guys that are the preachers, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but. Everyone has their style of preaching. Yeah. There's an hermano who is like really quiet. You can barely hear him talk. And that's just how he preaches. He doesn't go up from here. 
And then you got other people like me who are a little bit louder, who are a little bit more expressive, but that's just how I talk. And then you got people like my father-in-law who's really expressive and he yells <laughs> and he cries and he does all this stuff and it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then my dad who's like in between that and it's just like <laughs> everybody's different, yeah. but they have their style, their way of doing mm-hmm. things. Same thing with music. Everybody has their style, their way of playing whatever some people are more comfortable playing in a certain style of music like the old school way right, right. other people are, are accustomed to playing the new school way right <clears throat> there's a way we, we can find especially when it comes to music right right because i'm in that situation right now where uh, i'm the direct i'm the leader of, of the musica right and i'm trying to find a way to uh make sure everybody's comfortable in their way of playing while trying to do new and old and mix right. it together, right? Yeah. Because the viejitos like the old stuff. Mm-hmm. The younger people like the newer stuff, right? right. So you want something where everybody gets edified, yeah. right? And you can't just go far left or far right. You have to find, you need to find the middle ground, right? Yeah. The problem is when there's these two, there's these two groups where they're not willing to compromise and meet in the middle. They just want one it's or the one other. way or the other way. Exactly. Of. It's it's so it's sad to hear though because um sometimes on YouTube I would find these shorts and it's these like um individuals who bring a, a new flavor or mm. a new uh, interpretation to something that's very old school. Like um Mm-hmm. I forget which one it was, but just for 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 an example, like let's say like alavare alavare, right? Mm-hmm. But they bring like a completely new Latin twist to it, where it sounds like whoa, I never heard it like that before, kind of thing. I right? love it when people do that, right? Because I I've actually just recently been obsessed with the song, where the song is an old song, but it's kind of like a newer take to the song. Yeah. Uh, it's a Hillsong song. It's called uh, Worthy is the Lamb. Hillsong song. Hillsong song. <laughs> <laughs> I always have trouble saying that. I don't know why. Worthy but is the Lamb? Worthy is the Lamb. It's just a beautiful, beautiful song, man. Just like you can really feel God's presence. Like you are holy, holy as you, Lord God no. Almighty. No, no, no. Not that one? It's, uh, worthy is the Lamb. I think it's called Worthy is the Lamb. Yeah, Worthy, worthy is, is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. Mm-hmm. I still haven't learned the words. I mean, I could put it afterwards, but uh, it's all good. Yeah, uh, it's just, but that's but that's one that's has a new twist right now. Kind of, thing. it has kind of a new twist, but not really. Like mm-hmm. the here, I'll give you a little snippet of it, just so we we can listen to it. I just uh, hopefully we don't get a copyright or anything like that. But at the end of the day, like it's just like it's something that edifies me, and I've just been listening to this song like. Over and over again. It's just I I just love it. It's just just a good song. Thank you for the name. 
So the new the song is a little it's actually like two years old or whatever, but they take like old school style like not old school but like late nineties early two thousands mm-hmm. and like they kind of put like a new twist to it like the newer style yeah they now, revised right? it yeah it's, yeah it's yeah I agree it's it's beautiful to hear those because because even like even at the original version of that I th- I still think it's beautiful to hear man mm-hmm. and it's just it, it's just like I just been listening to the lyrics man I just it, it touches me like mm. in a way that's like you really just you almost like it's hard to explain to those who don't don't have uh, a relationship with Christ right but it touches you in a way that you can't you can't even explain yeah because you start thinking about the words and then you start thinking about the sacrifice and then you start thinking about who God is for us and what he's done for us right and then it's just like like you you almost get into tears be- and sometimes you do yeah. right because there's a lot of like sects that don't believe in in music. They don't believe in that that God works through music, right? Mm-hmm. And then when when you hear something like this, I'm like, how can you not? Yeah. How can you not believe that that God works through songs, right? Yeah, like for for those, um, I guess who don't have Christ in the heart, like it, it'd be something where if I can try to make a relation, where it'd be say, I don't know. You recently broke up, broke up with your boyfriend or girlfriend, whatever, and then you're listening to a song that's a breakup song kind of mm. thing, right? And then somehow, like, you get emotionally connected to that, right? Because the lyrics kind of speak to you, like, oh my, that's what I'm going through. Oh, that's how I feel, or that's what she, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's that kind of kind of sense in a very small scale, right? Because what you're alluding to is that, yeah, the the relationship that we have with God, and, and again, knowing His Word and and knowing especially the things that God has done in our lives, kind of thing, right? And and again, when we dissect those lyrics sometimes it's either whoever the writer is it's either you know influenced by whatever the, the situation may be mm-hmm. or in some cases the lyrics is actually directly from the bible too right mm-hmm. which uh, makes that impact even much more because again when you go into the word and and you really dissect and, and go deep into about those uh, lyrics that are from scripture like you can really encompass the kind of uh, a nice background and in general kind of picture and thought of where it's kind of coming through especially when you're going through a, si- a situation that might be similar of where that inspiration came from kind of a thing yeah like i was i was i was talking to my wife the other day about this right the whole saying jesus is the lamb of god right mm-hmm. people like to question like what kind of what kind of all loving god for example right abraham God asked him to sacrifice his son, Isaac. Right. So people, a cynical person will look at them and be like, what kind of loving, all-loving, all-knowing God would ask this man to sacrifice his one, his love, his number one love in his son? Yeah. How does that make sense? How does it make sense, right? Right. Now, the Bible works in the full circle. Mm -hmm. God knew that he wasn't going to allow Abraham to sacrifice his son. Right, but that same thing that he asked, he asked of himself in Jesus Christ, and it came full circle. Yeah. So they're like, "How can an all-loving God do this?" Well, he did it. He asked him to do it, but he didn't actually do it. But then he did it with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. He gave himself up for the world for our sins. He suffered. He bled. 
He died, and then he rose again. Knowing what was going to happen. Knowing what was going to happen. Right. He said what he was going to endure, what he was going to go through, the physical toll, the emotional toll, the mental toll. Uh, he told no, he knew. <laughs> he told Peter, let what's going to happen, happen. Yep. Because he knew that Peter was going to deny him. He knew that Judas was going to betray, betray him. him. Yep. He knew everything that was going to happen. So people, a lot of cynical people were like, well, then was Jesus all-knowing or not? He was, but he wasn't. And you can't explain that. You'll never yeah. be able to explain why and, God chose that. And, and again, that's, that's the, that what just evolates the more of the situation when, it, when we, when we um, remind ourselves that since Jesus knew what he was going to go through and knew what he, his destiny was going to be, right? <laughs> Here, like... He already saw this bad dream, and it's and he, he knew it's going to happen, right? So having that uh, in his mind, knowing that it's going to be completed, right? Like I think it was um, Luke that expressed in in, one, in his book where he, he was writing where Jesus was so nervous at, at, at one point during the night where he, his sweat was actually blood, mm -hmm. right? To the point where when you are going through a situation of, of that type of, of anxiety or that type of mental toll or physical toll, just going on in your own mind, knowing that what you're going to face and what you're going to have to endure and still go through with it, mm -hmm. right? It's <laughs> like, how can, how can one say that there was something that was not going to happen? I, I watched a TikTok. It was a while back, right? But it said, imagine if God thought the way that we thought. Imagine, just take a second to think if Jesus thought the way we, we think when he was carrying that cross. And then he stopped and he said, I've had enough. I give up. I give up. Yeah. These people are so, they don't, they don't appreciate what I'm doing. Like, they just, they're just going to badmouth me anyways. They're just going to talk bad about each other. All this isn't from Bane. Like, why am I even doing this? Why am I even sacrificing myself for these people? They're like, all they don't sinners care. anyway. They're all sinners. They're they don't love me. They all want their hearts and desires. They want everything from the flesh. They want everything from the world. They you don't want me. You seen that clip too? About that pastor? No. <laughs> you need to see it because it's so powerful. Because that's imagine if jesus thought the way we did that's exactly what we were thinking those in that situation Definitely. i can't go any farther i'm not, i'm weak yeah. i'm done right sometimes with just doing a fasting we're like we can barely do it yeah now imagine being whipped 40 times imagine getting a, cr a crown of thorns put on your head imagine how having to carry a cross for miles and miles on end to your death having nails put through your hands and your feet Hanging there for hours on end for death. Mm -hmm. Who can handle that? No man can. No man. But only one because not only was he 100% man, he's also 100% God. Amen. And see, this is so hard to explain to people because you can't explain that. The Bible says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Mm -hmm. So the only way we believe that Jesus was 100% man and 100% God is by believing it through faith. Yeah. Why is it that like when, when Jesus left, he said, like, don't worry, I'm not leaving you to take my place is what? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, right? Because he knew that without 
the Holy Spirit, we would be still going in the same circles. Mm-hmm. The cycle would be repeating itself over and over and over again. That's why he knew he had to send down the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit in us who gives us that strength, mm-hmm. who gives us that joy, who gives us that extra support that we desperately need because he knows without it, Lord Jesus. Man, it's just, it's, for me, it's hard to... It's hard to explain a lot that happens in the Bible, right? Or what the Bible says, right? But if you don't have that discernment or if you don't want to understand it or if you don't want to believe in it, that doesn't matter what I say or do to you, you're not going to believe it. And unfortunately, that's just the harsh reality of life. Some people are going to believe, some people aren't. All we can do is continue to, you know, preach the word, right? And the best in our abilities, right? And just allowing that it's the Holy Spirit and, and God's word alone that will change the lives, right? That will change that mindset. That will change the way of thinking, right? It's our words alone won't do anything, right? Exactly. That's why we're human beings, right? And that's why he is God. Mm-hmm. And if they didn't believe Jesus, who was God Almighty here on earth, then, you know, sometimes there's nothing more you can do. Yeah. Uh, but keep trying. You yeah. never know. You never know. Yeah. You never know where there's there's un hijo, una hija de Dios out there. Yeah. You don't know who it is. Yeah. It could be your neighbor. It could be your coworker. It can be your sibling. It can be your whatever the case may your be. Your worst enemy. Your worst enemy. You never know. Yeah. Sometimes God can use you to touch someone else's heart. Yeah. Right. But the only thing we can do as Christians, as 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 people of God, right, is to show there is a difference between us and the world, right? And who's, who's, our, who's the perfect example for us is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Live like he lived, right? What does being Christian mean? Being a follower of Christ, to do what he did, it's obviously not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. You know, this, this kind of reminds me um, of a time when my career before, when I was in long-term care, um, I was in recreation and, and there'd be this one program that I would facilitate and it's uh, it's along the lines of going to residents who I knew who had a Christian background mm-hmm. and just reading the Bible to them, right? And there's one particular resident who, um, was go- who has a mental impairment of schizophrenia, mm. like over-the-edge schizophrenia where the point they had to be taking about who knows how many pills to kind of calm, it. calm their mind down to a point where they are still able to, um, quote unquote, be relaxed or, or uh, not in a manic state, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but this individual, so small, so fragile, right? Couldn't really speak as much, couldn't see that much that well, couldn't really eat as, as well uh, to a point where they're unable to hold the Bible anymore. But every time I would come up to them, I'd always ask them, would you like me to read the Bible to you? And then you can see a crazy change in their in their physical stature where you would see that they were very lifeless to the point where their eyes opened up and they would look, not even know if they were looking at me, but they look in my direction and they would say, yeah, right? And even to the point where they're able to still mouth out um, specific verses. They, this individual loved the book of Psalms. Mm-hmm. And they would always ask me to read certain psalms, whether it be 100, 91, 92, um, 
63, I believe, there was like always a circle of, 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 of chapters that they would always ask me to read. And to still to that point where despite right. where they were at that point in their life, despite not able to do them themselves, not uh, speak for themselves or, or try to hold the Bible or read, but they were still able to still have that moment and that desire that, yes, I want to listen to the word, read it to me. Mm. Very impactful kind of thing. And, and it, it just made me think when you were saying, right, like how can we become that kind of still that impact for others, right? Mm. It's hard to it's hard to do it right because a lot of the times we instead of looking at people for you know um, how do I say the good in them we always try we always go to looking at the at the negativity at the yeah. bad in people right it's so easy to do that too <laughs> it's, it's very easy to do it, right because it's like it's just it's, we love it's to criticize man. It's, yeah it's yeah. out there yeah. like people always say oh he he who is without sin cast the first stone, right? Like, mm-hmm. But we're all in that same boat. We were all would have been there in yeah. the exact same position yeah, that's that same. those yeah, Pharisees yeah. were very in. very true, yeah. So why, why do we pretend to be something that we're not? You know, in our human nature, if you see someone walk by, you instantly start to judge them. That's mm-hmm. just our nature, right? But we need to try to not do that. Yeah. And that's that's the difference between that should be the difference between us and the rest of the world, yeah. right? But we always just go straight to the negativity, right? And that's where we we suffer spiritually because it doesn't allow us to grow spiritually. It 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 it's like an anchor for us to to continue to grow, be in our spiritual growth, in our spiritual understanding, in our spiritual maturity, right? We can't we can't do any of that unless we let go of these small petty things that are holding us back yeah. from really giving it all our, our all. Yeah. Right. And who knows if it's even ourselves that are holding us back too. Eh? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it is ourselves. Right. Like me, I'm an overthinker. I overthink everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you see me just sitting here and we're like playing video games or whatever the case may be, right? You might think to yourself, this guy's not thinking about anything, but there's so much going on in my head sometimes that's hard for me to turn it off. Right. I don't know how to turn it off. And that's that's something that stops me mm-hmm. from growing spiritually sometimes because I'm overthinking things. I'm overanalyzing things, right? And it's it's good to analyze things but not to overanalyze. Because then that stops you from from yeah. growing. Yeah. Because right. then you think about a lot of things that are out of your control kind of thing. Mm. And then you get fixated on that, right? And then it's just like a seed, eh? And once that seed is planted, then it starts to grow, grow and grow and grow and continues to grow, right? To the point where now you're just like, you locked yourself in this kind of, in this thought where like, it's, how can I get out? How can I get out? Like, take me back, take me back. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Like I was telling you, like with my work, right? I, I I don't know how to uh, how to turn it off. I don't know how to right leave work at work and then come home and focus on yeah. my home life. Right, have that separation where exactly. like now that I'm done at five, I leave five at five and now focus on the things at hand when it comes to com- coming back home. Exactly, and that's that's been a struggle for me, man. Like I I don't know how to leave. Like before when I was working in manufacturing. I didn't have that issue. Yeah. Like I told my wife, like I would have problems at work and I come home, I tell her about it for 20 minutes, half an hour. 
and then I was done. Yeah. I can go to sleep and not yeah. think about it. That's the nice thing about manufacturing because you knew that someone was going to take over you, right? Exactly. Or just get it done the next day kind of a thing. Exactly. But then with my work right now, I can just, right? that's me. Yeah. If I have an issue, say, on Monday, the next Monday, that issue is still going to be there. Yeah, it's still and gonna no there. one's going to fix it but me. Yeah, exactly. No yeah. one can fix it but me. Yeah. So it's like uh, trying to find that work balance, trying to find that... Um, I've always asked God to help me not to overthink things, right? But it's just like, it's just my nature, just overthinking. Mm -hmm. I used to have uh, really bad insomnia because of it. Because I was just constantly thinking. Really? Yes, constantly thinking. Just, th just Sometimes it's like not even things that should matter. Right, right. And you're just, you're just laying in bed just like <laughs> thinking like, oh, why did this person say this to me? Like, yeah. like what do they mean by saying it like this? Like, <laughs> we're just fixated. On yeah, it, what right? was the tone they were telling me this thing? Like, I, I don't understand. Like, why am I... And then you just hi, say, how are you? Like, hi, how are you? What is that supposed to yeah. mean? Why did they say it so positively? Why was it positive? Are they trying yeah. to get something from me? Are they trying to get something around here? <laughs> and, and the people that are overthinkers will understand that, right? But it's just like, it was starting to get better. Like, it actually had gotten really good. I had kind of, I don't want to say I stopped, but I, it had gotten better. But then when I started working, like, the job that I have right now, it's like it all came flooding right back. And I couldn't, mm. and I can't sleep at night because I'm thinking about work, and I can't stop. I, I can't stop thinking about, oh, did I do this thing right, or am I gonna have an email in the morning about this? Blah, blah, right, blah, blah. right, right, right. And I'm just like, man, this is not good for me. This is not good for my mental health. This is not good for for my spiritual growth. So what what can I do? What's the what, what does God want me to learn from this situation? Right. Mm -hmm. And then one thing that told that came to my mind is like you were fine in doing manufacturing why did you leave that and i started thinking about it i'm like why did i leave right was it god's purpose for me to leave or did i just make a really harsh overthinking over analytical uh circumstance and i applied it to my life and i said it's time for me to change right you know i always think that too man i always think like um if i would have done it differently like was that just supposed to happen because that's god's will or that's god's plan or or was it uh, a miscalculation on my end completely mm. kind of thing right because i remember too when when i was in 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 factory life i was working at night shift mm -hmm. and i could have easily stayed until the day that i actually had to leave uh when i moved to toronto but then for some reason i i only wanted to stay until a certain point um and then from there, I, I moved on. I got this other job, but I was making like five or six less than I was making at the factory job, right? Yeah. And it didn't occur to me like, man, why did I do that? If I would have stayed at the other place for that much longer until I actually had to leave, like who knows how much, quote unquote, more I could have had instead of where I was at that point. Mm -hmm. right? This is my, my biggest thing has always been money's not a factor doesn't matter how much you're making or how little, whatever the case may be, right? For me, it's, am I going to be happy? Or is this taking me away from my spiritual growth? Mm -hmm. The moment it starts taking me f away from spiritual growth, that's when we're having, we're having problems, right? Because uh, this job, technically I only work four days a week, but I don't work weekends, but... Them four days were hella long? Very long, very long, yeah. and there was no spiritual. I like I told you before, right? I wasn't 
my relationship with with God was like was diminishing i guess you can say a little bit yeah. right it was affected it was affected like i wasn't praying as much i wasn't you know um praying i wasn't having conversations with god i wasn't uh you know singing as much i wasn't doing it the way i should have been doing it right mm-hmm. and then i started thinking about how it was when i was in manufacturing right when i was in manufacturing sometimes i would just stop and just write things down because i had ideas yeah. i was having that relationship I yeah was, like a minute to spare kind of a thing exactly and now it's like i don't have that time and i started thinking about it mike i'm like is this job good for me spiritually speaking and i came to the conclusion that it's not right and i've i've put in so many hours in this place so many like i came home and still done work and i'm just like I can't be like that with, with my secular job. I have to be like that with my spiritual job. Hmm. So, you know, just hard decisions had to have, I've had to make, right? Um, but at the same time, I know that uh, God is in control at every moment, right? And um, he He's the one that raises our heads up high, and He knows why certain why He allows us to make certain decisions, right? At the end of the day, like you make your decision, you gotta live with your decision, yeah. too, right? Um, but the most important decision has already been made, and you know that's giving my life to Jesus Christ, and that's one decision that I'll never regret. That's one decision that I know that is the best decision I could have made in my life, right? And everything outside of that, you know, God, God has control of it, and He He knows what He's doing. And that's the thing about it, right? Um, focus on what we're in control of and then mm-hmm. leave everything else to him mm-hmm. because there's nothing we can do about it nope it's hard it's, it's hard yeah man. yeah it's it's hard because like yeah once you get into those situations it like <laughs> you talk about before and like oh yeah just don't worry about it kind of thing right but until you're in that situation it's like oh that's what they meant that's yeah. what they were talking about that's what they were referring to yeah and you know we're christians but it doesn't mean we don't we still don't have human emotion. Doesn't mean we don't break down. It doesn't mean that we don't question. It doesn't mean we don't do this. We don't do that, right? Yeah. We all we have the same struggles as everybody else out there, mm-hmm. right? The only I think the difference between us and the ones out there is that we, we can get on our knees and pray about it. Yeah. We have someone to go to. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Someone to go to that we know is listening. And, you know, right now I got a special prayer to God and I know that he's going to answer me sooner or later. And I just got to be patient and just got to wait it out and just see what what I know what God has in store is greater than anything that I can think of right now. And, you know, if you're if you have a, a if you're asking God for something very specific right now and you feel like he's not answering you just because he's quiet doesn't mean he's not working. I mean, there's spiritual growth in you if you believe in that, right? If if you give your life and you know that God is in control in every situation, then, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And a lot of people say, well, how do you know Jesus is God, right? When the storm was happening on the boat and he was with his disciples and he was sleeping, he is Jesus. The disciples were freaking out. Mm-hmm. You're like, what's going on? We're gonna die here. This is the end of us. One of them said, "Wake up, the master. He'll know what to do." 
And then they woke Jesus up and they said, Master, how can you be sleeping? We're about to die. <laughs> can we pause on that? Yeah. <laughs> can you can you imagine just like outside of that, like of course not being in that situation, but just, just seeing that visually, like your boat that is completely going up and around mm-hmm. up and then there's like high winds and there's and there's lightning thunder right everything is just getting bashed around from this storm out in the out in the middle of the sea and Jesus is just peacefully sleeping on the boat <laughs> while all this <laughs> chaos is going around can you is can we like take a moment just to that's awesome our <laughs> like, god like, is an awesome that's god a, that's, that's just a funny image to me man everyone yeah. is freaking out and there's just Jesus just <sighs> conked out <laughs> like, conked like, out like nothing's happening he needed his rest <laughs> you know god rested on the seventh day he needed a rest sorry go on <laughs> no but you're right it's funny it is funny it's hilarious <laughs> right it's very funny yeah. but the situation that they were in not knowing who like they, sometimes i'm wondering i'm like did the disciples really know who jesus was because you can see their well it's like you said right it's our human mm-hmm. it's our human reaction sometimes right mm-hmm. sometimes we 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 react a certain way because we are human beings right so i can imagine for them like even though they know and they've and they seen and they live like even despite all of that right <laughs> it's just it's it's just that human uh, reality of like bro we're gonna die man like they've heard these stories of like these ships being destroyed went over like their their ship is about to flip over right it's mm-hmm. flooding is gonna happen like it's something like the lightning bolt is gonna smash into into the ark and make a hole or whatever the case may be like they're barely hanging on like this is something that these guys would hear stories about mm-hmm. and never want to live and now they're living through this uh, like i sometimes i think about like that move one movie the perfect storm whatever the oh, case yeah. may be right right something in that kind of situation mm-hmm. where like they're riding these tidal waves that you look out and just like like Bruh. no wonder they'd be screaming and freaking out yeah, right who wouldn't? <laughs> right <laughs> so of course when they run to jesus like <laughs> well the mass we know what to do the mass know what to do right and and just to the point of waking them up saying and them freaking out and jesus still calmly looking at them <laughs> you know it's like bro chill yeah. I, I got this <laughs> do you know who you're talking that's to? what he said like <laughs> yo guys, did you forget <laughs> chill i got this then he stands up and he puts his hands up and he says, he didn't say in the name of Jehovah. He didn't say in the name of the uh, of the God of Israel. He didn't say in whatever. He said, mm-hmm. peace. And the, calm, the storm stopped. That's power right there. Heavenly, divine power. The fact that he saw everything in chaos your world right now might seem like it's in chaos like right now you might feel like nothing's going right in your life you might think right now that the world is against you you might think right now that your family is against you you might think right now i don't have a job what am i going to do you know right now you might think oh i don't know if the situation is going to be fixed jesus is looking you at right now and he's saying chill i got this i'm in control i'm in control peace Bro, I'm just like picturing like disciples on that boat, just from all that chaos, like just their hair all messed up. They're completely drenched and wet and just sunny skies, dove just flying by, the calmest of calm waters, like, and they look at that man. He is (laughs) the great I am, just, just like that. (laughs) Man. 
all these reminders, constant reminders of two of these men who walked in and lived and, and, and ate with Jesus and still having that moment of like, how many times do we need to be reminded? Do we need to be told that he is the great I am, that he is the king of kings, that he is the Lord of lords, that he is the Messiah, that he is the chosen one, that he is the true son of God, that he is the one that came down from heaven to earth. And still some of them didn't believe that's the craziest part. <laughs> That's the cra- even crazier. Sometimes God has to slap you in the face and you still don't believe and he has to slap you on the other side of your face and you still don't believe. Still then he has to shake you and be like, when are you going to believe? When are we going to start actually walking by faith and actually believe that God is in control and whatever situation we're going through, there's an out. Yeah. It's crazy to me, man, because... You know, like, you hear stories like family members and our parents or whatever, right? And how they had to go through certain situations in their lives. And then and then we, sometimes we, we feel like we're so spoiled and that's never going to happen to us. But then when it starts going, when it starts happening, it feels like there's there's no out, hmm. right? It feels like there's no answer, like there's no reply, there's no nothing and then we start questioning it. And who's the one that gets all the blame all the time when stuff goes wrong? Right? It's God. Right? So then you start thinking, if our family members and our parents and people we've known or people in the Bible went through it and they said it was worth it to come out on the other side victorious, how much more for us? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. Life is tough, man. Yeah. There's obstacles in life. Yeah. Life is a roller coaster. Things are ups, thrown in that downs. you can't foresee, right? Exactly. You have ups, you have downs. You have good years, you have bad years. Mm-hmm. You just got to stay true to make sure you, that when you get to the end and you're standing in front of the creator, you don't want to be one of those people that he says, step to the side, I don't know you. You want to be the one that he he looks at you and he says, you fought the good fight. Yeah. Well done, my son. Well done. You know, and then and we can't sugarcoat it, man. Like, life is tough sometimes. Yep. Life is tough. There's tears. There's sweat. There's blood. Yeah. There's a lot of things that we have to go through in life. But, you know, that's just life. Yeah. Someone out there has it way worse than us. Yeah. Yeah, that's why sometimes when I when I get those days where I'm just feeling down, kind of a thing, like I just remind myself, okay, what did my parents go through to get through here, right? Mm. Or in general, what did they, what was their upbringing, what was their life like? Or I would see those videos of like those inspirational ones of those individuals who are not physically gifted or were paraplegics or burn victims or or third world country individuals, right, going through things that. I can't even, I've, how would I ever experience anything close to that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Just give me that smack of slap of reality. We're like. Smack slap? Yeah, that smack slap reality. <laughs> 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 I meant slap, but then smack came out and, and then I was trying to think of something else and then I combined it. <laughs> that smack slap of reality. That's, that smack slaps <laughs> reality. <laughs> Where, again, it's just something that, 
you just say to yourself, like, man, what the heck am I crying about? What the heck am I whining about? What the heck mm. am I complaining about? What the heck am I so bummed out about? Right? And hey, it's okay to cry about it. Mm. It's okay to complain about it a little bit, right? But what are you doing to fix the situation as well, right? <laughs> are you going to do something about it or are you just going to sit and mope around kind of thing, right? Exactly. That's not what God wants. God doesn't want whiners. It's okay to whine a little bit. Yeah, it's like, still go through that process right yeah one way or another i think it happens to everyone right we're all weak yeah one point or another we're weak yeah only god knows our weakness when we go through it right Mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean that you can't declare victory Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you're just gonna sit around and mope about it right do something about it if you feel like god's not answering keep praying yeah pray harder yeah seek him more intercede more <laughs> exactly what's what's stopping you from praying mm. oh because i got work i can't stop and pray yeah you can you're so, driving somewhere just pray just start praying right it sometimes i tell myself like you know we spend like give or take 40 hours a week earning mm. uh, a salary right to supplement and, and to provide for our families kind of thing like why should that be any different when it comes to mm. right our spiritual growth or our spiritual life as well, right? Sometimes we think, oh, because we're Christians, it's it's should be easy. Like, I just have to pray about it one minute and that's all I need to do and, and have all the bells and whistles that come with it kind of a thing. But no, you got to earn what you want to pray about or, or fight for kind of a thing, right? Like, if you're going to break sweat your back and give everything you can when it comes to your job, then you best know that when it comes to getting closer to god you're gonna have to do something the same or even exceed that and more yeah right you have to give your best to god you got to be like abel not like cain right Mm. whatever you're gonna give 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 all the best that you have and god will provide and god will will reward you for that right um don't feel like you have to be pressured to do it it has to come from you yeah at the end of the day all it's an individual decision exactly If you're not willing to, if you don't want to give your all or your best, that's a decision that you have to live with afterwards, right? Yeah. Uh, you can't be forced to do certain things, right? You should never be forced, especially when it comes to your to your, to your Christian life, right? Uh, I had a situation where uh, I got baptized. The day I got baptized, I got baptized with some with another individual. But years later. This individual threw in my dad's face because my dad's the one that baptized me. I didn't want to get baptized. I got baptized because you forced me to do it. In my head, I was like, you didn't get forced to do it. You chose to, but you felt like you were getting forced to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, you as an adult, because I was 21, this, this individual was older than me. You could have said no. So... You know, there's never a gun pointing into your head to tell you, you need to make your decision with God. Your hands and legs were tied up, you know, none of that. You know, we're all adults for the most part. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't know if there's younger people listening or not. Um, But we all come to that stage in our lives where we have to make a decision if we're going to do it the best way we can or if we're just going to coast on by, right? It has to come from you. Your pastor can't be forcing you to do it. Your 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 
elders can't be forcing you to do it. Your leaders at church can't be forcing you to do it. It has to come from you. If you're going to give your life to Christ, it has to come from you. It can't be something forced. If you're going to decide to take the next step in, in your relationship with Christ, it has, to come, it has to be something that comes from you, not from, you know, individuals that are in church. Right. And that's where you'll see uh, big changes in your life. Right, I grew up in I grew up Christian, right? But I didn't want to give my life to Christ completely. It had to be something that I had to go through in my life for me to understand that this is what I want to do. Yeah, and you also, it's also because you knew at that time, right, that it was just you were not either in the right time or it wasn't your time yet to to, to make that kind of decision because you understood what that decision meant and means, right? Exactly. You knew. The gratitude and, 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 and the weight of that decision, well, everything that comes with it, and, and where were you at the moment, like, it, you have that self-reflection as well to kind of make that decision, like, it was just not the right time, right? Yeah. And, and, and I think that's perfectly fine, right? Same thing happened to me when it came to the time for my baptism, I think. At that time, the pastor was like, are you going to get baptized? Are you going to baptize, right? Encouraging me to get baptized, but I knew at that time... Um, I was not ready for it because I knew what it meant. I knew this, what, what that means, and and decision I was gonna take. But I knew at that time I was like, no, right now it's, it's this is not it. Yeah. Because again, it's something that I knew, I didn't want to play around with. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't want to make it seem like, oh yeah, it's just you're being dunked and that's it kind of thing. Yeah, sure, no big deal. No, it goes deeper than that. Yeah. And I think on that note, we should end it. But it is something to think about, right? Because um, in life, there will be situations that make you question a lot. Hmm. But the answer is always in Christ. And it's just on us if we're we're just going to be okay with praying five minutes a day to him. Where you got to put in your reps. Yeah. Right. Just like when you go to the gym, you don't you don't just go to the gym. You pick up the fives and you do ten reps, and then you you go home. You gotta work. You gotta put in the work. You gotta put in the work. You gotta do five sets of ten, and you know work your way up to ten, work your way up to fifteen to twenty, thirty, whatever. Right. And you gotta put in the work when no one's seen too. Right. Exactly. Not about boasting. Oh, I prayed a certain amount of time. No. Do your do do your due diligence. Do your work, and God's the one that's going to exalt and lift you up. Yeah. And, and there's something that is just coming to my mind right now that I've been doing uh, recently, and I'm actually going to put you on the spot, and, and I want to see if you're down to join me as well. I've been asking friends, in Christian friends kind of thing, Hey, would you be down to do um, like Bible plans on the Bible app with me kind of thing Mm -hmm. just to kind of encourage one another and just get more of our reps in kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. right? So I'll ask you too, would you be down to do like a Bible plan with me? Just What's a Bible plan? So like when you go onto your Bible app Mm -hmm. and you just go to a tab where it says plans, like it's, there's a bunch of like themes and topics um just to say like i don't know like say there's a topic of or theme of love kind of thing mm-hmm. right you select it and then there's like these devotionals or these plans are created where it could be like five days a week or seven days a week where each day is like on the topic of love mm-hmm. but then 
there's like a, a breakdown of like devotional, someone speaking about it, and then there's scripture that supports it and it encourages encourages you and your and whoever's invited into that plan to kind of have a little like discussion kind of thing or 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 commentary kind of thing and and just also having like a little prayer at the end kind of thing to kind of get more i guess reps reps and discussion and just meditation and just uh, another way of kind of um encouragement of of doing like bible studies i guess Mm -hmm. that's doesn't require you to meet up somewhere or be at a certain place but just having more of another type of opportunity to kind of like do some fellowship with others or or just getting some some work done in a spiritual yeah, sense for sure that is something that i would love to do and you know uh if a lot of people say i don't got the time you got the time you just don't want to make the time yeah right the whole thing is making the time yeah at the end again it goes back to you mm-hmm. the bible says there's time for everything so um it's on us if we're gonna mm, go out of our way to you know, take 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes of our day yeah. to study the Bible, right? Yeah. Are you willing to sacrifice, right? Are you willing to sacrifice your life? What song is that? I have no idea. Sing with your chest. Hi, <laughs> 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 right, brother, you want to you wanna end this on a prayer, please? Yes, sir. I'll do it in English. Tanto. Father who is in heaven, Father who is in on this earth, and Father who reigns and lives in our heart, thank you, God, so much for another day of life. I want to give you so much thanks, God, because there's so much that we are grateful for and will thank and we are thankful for. Another day of life, another opportunity of your love and your mercy. Another day that we can be with our close ones, our loved ones, friends and family. Another day that we're able to have opportunities where we can have a brotherhood, have a friendship, have a fellowship, have a conversation, and enjoy moments together that are numbered, Lord. We give you thanks, God, because we're able to still have a home, still have a roof overhead, that we're still able to have transportation, still have food, water, clothes, uh, in, that we're so thankful, God, that we live in a place where we're not persecuted, God, that we're not going through war, that we're not going through starvation, that we're not going through uh, a level of corruption that is something that would become such a huge, enormous barrier in our lives, God. We give you thank you, Lord, because you are so, so good to us. That you continue to work in our lives even if we don't notice it or if we don't even see it. Now, Holy Spirit, you continue to minister our lives, our mind, our souls. That we continue to grow spiritually. That we can be closer to you. That we continue to develop our intimate relationship with you. That we can continue our knowledge and get our reps in when it comes to reading your word, Lord God Almighty. We thank you, Lord, because... We don't. We are not in a situation that uh, many others in the world are unfortunately going through, God. We are so thankful, Lord, because of all the good that you've done in our lives and continue to do. We ask you, Lord, in this moment that give us that peace. Be that peace in our hearts. Give us the, the understanding. Give us that joy. Give us that uh, that ability that we want to have that desire to continue to fight and continue to press on, to continue to move forward, to continue 
to develop ourselves and grow for you, Lord. That we understand that it's not about, Lord, just spending church on Saturday and Sunday and then from Monday to Friday not do anything else. That we must continue to live that life every single day, every hour, every minute, every second. That as much effort that we put into our secular lives or, our, or into our secular jobs or whatever the case may be, that we must put that kind of effort and even more into our spiritual life, into, our, into an investment when it comes to being closer to you. God Almighty, we recognize that we need you and we always need you, that we are nothing without you. We are lifeless without you. We are lost without you. That we recognize, God, that through the craziest of the storms, through the chaos, through the lunacy, that certain situations may arise in our lives that we have no understanding or no comprehension or no recognition of why it's happening but we recognize that you are the peace and the calm of the storm that you are the anchor that when we reach out that your hand will be there to calm the storm to bring peace and, and happiness in our lives that we know that we can come to you because you are our Father and you are there for us. Continue to help us, Lord, that we may continue to move forward. And we give you so much thanks for another new year, God, of the year of 2024. And as we're coming to a close for the first month of this new year, God, I ask and I pray for my brother, for his family, for all those who are listening, that this may be a year of victory that this may be a year of growth that this may be a year that is not wasted that this may be a year that we can reprogram our brains to focus and remind ourselves who we live for and who is our father and who is our king that this may be a year Lord that, that we will be coming out of our comfort zones that this may be a year, a year, Lord, that we can develop and grow spiritually, God. That we may do things that are, that are completely different from the year before, God Almighty. For your glory, for your honor, Lord. But we recognize that we can only do it with the help of the Holy Spirit. And I ask you, Holy Spirit... To brew that fire in our souls, to brew that fire that our fi that fire within us can continues to burn, continues to grow, that we have that that desire, that 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 wanting, that needing God to to be more this year for you. That we let go of the excuses. That we let go of the overthinking. That we let go of all the worries. That we let go of everything that is not in our control. And we let it all onto you. You have won the great battle. You have won the great fight. You have won 
death, God Almighty. There is victory in your name. And we place this on to you because you are victorious. We are victorious through you, Jesus Christ. And we declare that this year be a year of victory. I give you so much thanks, Lord, and continue to work in our lives. Continue, God, to minister our lives in the name of Jesus. And I thank you so, so much, Lord, that we have this opportunity and that we bring forth 2024 with season two, Siervos Sin Nombre. In the name of Jesus, I ask and I pray. Amen. 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 Once again, ladies and gentlemen, we apologize for the, the long hiatus. Man, they don't know anything. There is no apology. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we apologize for nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're trying to be a little bit more consistent. I know we said that the last couple of episodes, but, you know, life gets busy sometimes. And, uh, you know, we got things to do, people to see. But... I think we should always try to make some time to be able to sit down, have a fellowship, have a time where we can discuss about God as well, right? Which is uh, the main reasoning for this podcast, right? It's great to talk about sports and news and whatever, whatever situations that's happening in the world. Yeah, we always got plenty of material. I guess that's what we can thank the world for. Before Endless the, material. Before we end, have you heard uh, of the situation that's happening in Texas? Be more specific. Okay, so let's the pray. Immigrants? For, let, yeah, let's pray oh, for okay. Texas, man. Pray for Texas, for the United States. Because we're seeing some crazy stuff that's going on in the world right now that it's, uh, the world's heading to in a, in a bad direction right now. So, those who don't know, right now there's, there's a really f- a very serious situation going on in Texas where uh, a lot of immigrants are coming in through the borders of Mexico to into Texas. And the Texas government pretty much just said, like, enough is enough. Oh, yeah. And uh, they, they ended up putting up barbed wiring and all this stuff. Federal government came in and said, hey, what are you doing? You're not allowed to do this. And Texas said, this is Texas. We can do whatever yeah. we want. Texas is taking that stand. So there's basically a standoff right now between the the state government and the federal government, the Texas government and the federal government. And if things get any worse than that, we could be looking at a civil war in America, and you don't want that. We don't want that situation. We don't want war, in general. Mm-hmm. So let's pray for Texas, for United States. Let's pray for Ukraine and Russia, Palestine and Israel, yep. Canada and India. Whatever situations that's going on in the world right now, let's pray for peace in the world. And I believe Kenya too. There's something happening. Yeah, there's a lot that's going on right now, yeah. man. It's, it's very unfortunate, but, you know, all of this has been written in the Bible. And it says there'll be rumores de guerra y habrán guerras. So let's prepare ourselves for whatever situations are to come. Just know God is always in control. And remember, Jesus loves you. Santo! And Jesus is God. God bless you, everybody.